Hello, and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from lead pastor Jamie Miller. Um, it is Palm Sunday, and uh, it is amazing, actually. I, I've been surprised just reflecting on Palm Sunday and how prophetically poignant and powerful it is for us to be welcoming Jesus, to be remembering that Jesus was welcomed into Jerusalem on, the, on that Sunday right before he was crucified. And, and so I, I think we're all going to see that welcoming Jesus into our world during the middle of the coronavirus pandemic is something that we really really need. And while the world is reeling from this, we are praying huge prayers. I don't know if you've caught yourself, I'm praying like gigantic global prayers during this time. And, and, I'll, and I'm catching myself going, wow, that was a really big prayer. God, would you stop coronavirus all over the entire world in the name of Jesus? You know, and we know that it's, it's, it's Jesus' revealed heart for us to pray that way, that heaven's coming, and there's no sickness in heaven, and Jesus healing people, and all of it. It's, it's God's heart for us to pray with boldness for the coronavirus to end in the name of Jesus. And we're saying, Lord, save us. Lord, heal us. Lord, deliver us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, you are the Savior of the world. And so with that, let's read the triumphal entry passage from... Matthew 21, verses 1 through 11. So if you want to open your Bibles there, you can uh, read along. In fact, I encourage you to do that. Grab a Bible and, and really read along, in a, especially in this digital time, like maybe like never before in our lives. It's good to just feel the pages of the Bible, you know, and just turn the pages of the Bible together. So here we go. Father, bless the reading of your word in the name of Jesus. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell them that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, See, your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, on the foal of a donkey. Then the disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them, and they brought the donkey and the colt, and they placed their cloaks on them, and Jesus sat on them. And a very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them out on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred, and they asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. So the question I'm asking, and I think it's just really relevant for us, is what does the triumphal entry look like during the coronavirus? That's a pretty relevant question. What does it look like for us to welcome Jesus during this time? And the way I'm trying to answer that this morning, just the, this message in one soundbite, 
is that Palm Sunday is an invitation to welcome Jesus, his reign, and his peace into the trials of life. So Jesus is, is coming into Jerusalem, and Jerusalem's in the middle of a great trial, a great crisis. That's what's going on there with them. They are under the, the Roman rule, under the oppression of the Romans. It's an occupied zone. And the Jews, they are fighting to retain their own pride, their own sense of identity. And a lot of that surrounds the temple. And Jesus is going to address a lot of those issues. And he rides into town for the Passover. And we now know this as Palm Sunday. That's what today is. And so I want to just encourage us. I want to make a couple of points about this. And then also point to a couple of challenges that we all face in our own lives. And then we'll pray together to wrap this up. But in the triumphal entry, Jesus is the focus of our prayer. Jesus is the focus of our praise. And Jesus is the focus of our peace. So let's just look at those. Just boom, boom, boom. Look at those together. First of all, from verse 9 in the, in the passage that we just read, the crowds went ahead of him and they shouted, Hosanna! to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. So this word Hosanna is in English is a transliteration of the Greek word. Hosanna comes right out of the, that's what it says in in the Greek text. And that is a translation of the Hebrew word Hosanna. So when the Greek Septuagint was written in the second century BC, they literally just took the Hebrew word Hoshiana, and translated in Greek, Hosanna. And now that's the word we say, and it means save us, deliver us. And you find that word being used, uh, one of the places it's used is back in the Psalms. Psalm 118, it's a famous psalm, uh, verses 25 through 27. It says, O Lord, save us. There it is, Hoshiana, Hosanna. O Lord, save us. O Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. There it is. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. The Lord is God, and he has made his light shine upon us. And with bows in hand, like here they are, with bows in hand, joined in the festal procession up to the horns of the altar. So there it is from Psalm 118, and it's still just... It, it has meaning and impact and purpose as they say those words in the triumphal entry. But check out the couple of verses right before that. Verse 22, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So that passage there, just so you've got the one that they're shouting in the triumphal entry, but the passage right before it, the stone the builders rejected, it, so just roll the clock forward a day, and Jesus is going to go back into Jerusalem once again, but this time he's going to turn over the, t- the, the tables in the temple, and he's going to rebuke them and said, this, this house is supposed to be the house of prayer. And then he tells a parable to the Jewish leaders, and ultimately he says, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. And so Jesus is saying to them, you know, there's judgment that's come to the temple. 
Judgment has come to the temple. It's being turned over. It's supposed to be a house of prayer. And you're going to reject me, but the stone the builders rejected has actually become the capstone, and it's become the foundation for a whole new temple being built with living stones. So Jesus is pointing to all that. The Psalms are pointing to all of that, and that is our prayer. Oh, Lord, save us. Oh, Lord, deliver us. And that's when we welcome Jesus in, that's our prayer. That's what we're saying. So that's the first piece. The second piece, though, is our praise. Jesus is the focus of our praise. Hosanna. We give you praise. So what happened over time was this prayer actually turned into a praise. So, oh, Lord, save us became, oh, Lord, you are the Savior. Oh, Lord, deliver us became, oh, Lord, you are the deliverer. You deliver us. And so you are, Lord, our prayer, and you are our praise. All of that is happening there. But let's take it a step deeper here. Jesus is the focus of our prayer. Jesus is the focus of our praise. And Jesus is the focus of our peace. Look there at verses 4 and 5. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, on a colt the foal of a donkey. Now it gets a little bit deeper because he's coming into the city as a king and as a king who brings peace. So this is, there's a subversive element going on as Jesus comes into the city. And he is, check this out, he is enacting a prophecy that was made 500 years earlier by the prophet Zechariah. So let's just read this and I want you to catch how powerful this really is. This is Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, verses 9 and 10. And it's important that we catch verse 10 too. So check this out. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the fall of a donkey. But check out the next verse because all of this is being implied as Jesus is enacting this. Verse 10, I will take the chariots away from Ephraim and the war horses away from Jerusalem and the battle bow will be broken and he will proclaim peace to the nations. His rule will extend from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. Wow. I mean, that is, that's incredible. Like Jesus is the king who brings peace. So He's coming, J Jerusalem, by the way, means city of peace. And Melchizedek, way back in there, was the king of peace. And Jesus is that, he's the fulfillment of that. He's the king who brings peace to the world. It's just exciting good news. But to a fully, it, so let, let me say it like this too. Jesus brings peace. It, it's like this age and the age to come. The age to come has broken in in the coming of Jesus. He's bringing peace, and it's going to fully come one day. We'll fully experience freedom, forgiveness, peace, and all that he brings. And we're living in this in-between time where it's now, but it's also not yet. We long for more of it. So just to see how subversive and powerful this really is, you've got to remember it's the procession of a king coming into Jerusalem. And that stands over against Rome. I mean, there's, there's no other way around it. I mean, Pilate has come into 
the Passover time in Jerusalem from Caesarea. He's probably led a military procession on a horse coming into Jerusalem. He would have been coming from the west in Caesarea, the town of Caesar on the coast, coming in from Caesarea. And Jesus is coming in from the east, from the Mount of Olives. Both are processions. One's led by a a, a leader on a horse. And if you think about it, historically, horses have always represented war. Go through all the towns and cities in Europe, and there's a statue of a guy on a horse. <laughs> there's always, I read one author a couple weeks ago, he said, there's always some dude on a horse. You know, and, and just like they're, you know, they're raised up or they're trotting along, but it's a, horses represent war. You can go all the way back to Alexander the Great, and they still know the name, we know the name of Alexander's horse, Bocilphus or something like that. And like you know the name of Alexander's war horse. And so stand that procession of Pilate coming in with Roman soldiers against Jesus coming in on the colt of a donkey. Not, not just a donkey. A donkey would be up like this high. A donkey's colt is like your legs are almost touching the ground. It, it's just, it's upside down, right? I mean, just completely upside down. It's a direct subverting of the military power of Rome. And it's a huge showdown with Rome. And it's a huge showdown with, with, uh, with, with the Jews. And so uh, to catch part of this, I want to, let's go back to uh, not Matthew's version of this, but let's go to Luke's version of the triumphal entry and read a little more here. In verse 37, when he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles that they'd seen. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. So, Part of that is it's bothering them as Jewish leaders that he's receiving praise as if he represents God or as if he is God. But part of it also is teacher rebuke your disciples because this looks like a procession of a king coming into town and we're going to lose our place with Rome if, we, if, if they think that, that a, there's a new king being anointed in Jerusalem, which is exactly what was happening. And as he approached Jerusalem, verse 41... He saw the city, and he wept over it. Verse 42, and he said, If you, even you, had only known what this day would bring, that would bring you peace, but now it's hidden from your eyes. Ah, the days will come on you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, and you and the children within your walls, they will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. Wow. One of the most poignant, powerful, prophetic words given in the New Testament right there, and it totally happened within a generation. It, it, it is, it's powerful because Malachi had prophesied it. God's going to come suddenly to the temple, and God comes suddenly to the temple, but is he going to bring a refiner's fire and judgment, or are you going to receive him? And so this is really huge for us 
right now. Are we going to receive the Lord? It's time to receive Jesus as the King. He's coming to us, and will we receive Him? It's this huge showdown between Rome and the Jewish leaders. And, and the, on the Jewish leaders, I want to just call that fruitless religion. It's not bearing the fruit that it was meant to. to on, so that's Sunday. On Monday, Jesus goes back into Jerusalem again, and he curses the fig tree. It doesn't have any fruit on it. And it's kind of a prophetic picture of what he's about to do in the temple. He goes into the temple, and he turns the tables over, and he brings judgment there and says, this isn't going to This isn't going to keep going anymore, but I'm going to rebuild it in three days. It's going to be destroyed, but I'm going to rebuild it in three days. And there's going to be a new temple with living stones. That's what Jesus is doing here. And he wins the victory through the cross and then rises again on the third day. I'm going to talk about that next week on Easter. But then he rises from the dead and he says, Now all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now go and walk in this authority. And, and make disciples of all nations. So, to welcome King Jesus, and that's what we're calling this message, welcome King Jesus. Welcome His reign. Welcome His authority. Welcome the way even that it challenges us. It's a time to remember that He is triumphant. He is the King. You know, the way Paul says this about battles at the end of Ephesians, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 Paul says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So I want to just say, everybody, the battle is real. And it's interesting, even in this time, you know, hearing our leaders talk about a war against an unseen realm, you know, an unseen force, the coronavirus. But our battle really is not against flesh and blood. It's against the rulers and authorities and principalities in in the heavenly realm. And so we trust in Jesus. We welcome the one who's won the victory over all of that. You know, and so there's, I just want to point out three kind of challenge areas that rise to us, rise up here in our midst. And when we welcome Jesus in his peace, the peace that he brings, it, it confronts these challenges in our own lives. And one is agreements with fear. So uh, I was talking with somebody this past week and they said, you know, John Eldridge has a podcast and this past Monday, he just was saying, look, guys, We've made agreements with fear through this whole process, and we need to break those agreements with fear in the name of Jesus. And I want to encourage us, brothers and sisters, let's break the agreements that we've made with fear in the name of Jesus. Receive his peace, receive his life, receive his love. You know, and so when we watch the news and the social media outlets and all the things that we're being fed right now, to be aware don't just buy into all of the agreements with fear. I listen to the way the questions are being asked by reporters. So are you fearful right now? I mean, it's just like a leading question of, of, of fear. And it just it builds more fear in us. And, and don't make agreements with that. Don't say amen to that, but say, I'm not buying that. I don't have to listen to that. Jesus won the victory over the principalities that are bringing fear into our lives in the name of Jesus. So... Another challenge area is strident politics. 
So this is the Rome part. Jesus comes in and he subverts Rome. He's the king who brings... So for us as believers, he is our first allegiance. He is king and Lord of our lives. We are citizens first of heaven. Yes, we're citizens of the United States, but in the midst of all of the strident politics, and I'm, a lot of you guys may watch a lot more TV, but I've seen more news in the last two weeks than I've seen in the last two years, like literally, just, it just and, and feeding on that. And again, feeding on the, the, the questions. I'm like, ah, oh, that wasn't a nice question. Uh, wow, I think that was a leading question. And, and the stridency, the, the, the way it's just this combativeness. And I just want to say, for us who are uh, following in the way of King Jesus, it's the way of peace. And it's the way of love. And so when you see that, when you see that happening, remember that our citizenship is in heaven and that we want to be people that bring love into this world, that bring peace into this world. And that's a challenge for us, especially when we get sucked into this or that or who's not doing it right and all that stuff. Our politics first are under the reign of King Jesus. And we remember that on Palm Sunday more than, I mean, it's, that's what this is about. It's welcoming the triumphal procession of a new king into the city, a new city that's going to be a worldwide city of peace. Amen. Um, so the third area of challenge for us is fruitless religion. And so Jesus comes to overturn fruitless religion. And you know, I don't know about you, but I, I think for probably for you, probably for all of us, that this time, it's, it's, it's opened us up to being able to see what we need in our lives, what we don't need in our lives, what, what we're feeding on that's not, it's not the best for us, or what we're doing where we're just kind of going through the motions and getting down, just carving down. Kim and I have had some deep, meaningful conversations about just that's, we're feeding on some of the wrong stuff, and we've got to get back to the heart of of Jesus and the heart of worship and the heart of prayer and his peace in our lives. And so I want to cut out the things, the fruitless religion things in my life that that's not working and, and get to a place of relationship, of really knowing Jesus in an intimate way and being able to be still in the midst of a world of chaos and let his peace. And, and he's there, you guys. He's not far off. He's right there. I write these things to, just to you who believe so that you know that you have this life. And Jesus said on the day when the Holy Spirit comes, you'll know that I'm in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. He's, he's here with us. So we can remember that and, and trust in that. And just as Jesus came into Jerusalem in the triumphal entry, I just my encouragement today is to know that he's coming into your life. He's coming into your personal life. He's coming into your family. He's coming into all the craziness that's happening in, in our work situations right now or maybe the fact that we don't have a job right now. He's coming into the middle. Let him come in there, into the midst of all of that. And let him come into our lives as a church here at Antioch, Fort Worth, but in the church, in the city, in our city, in the nation, in the nations. Come, King Jesus, King of Peace. And come into our lives. We welcome you in this time and place. And let's call on him in prayer. Let's call on him with praise. And let's remember and receive Jesus and the peace that he brings. Right? Amen.
So as you guys pray and process this message at home, I just want you to ask, what does it mean to welcome Jesus as the King of Peace into your personal life and into your family? And just process that. And, and just even, if you would, just close your eyes right now. And I want to just encourage you, let's, let's imagine. Let's imagine Jesus Christ coming as the King of Peace into our life, into our thinking, into our emotions, And maybe even we need to just breathe again. Just breathe. Lord, help us. Yeah, and while we're praying here, I just I, I want to keep giving everybody an opportunity. If you've not made a clear decision to follow Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord and as a disciple, I just want to pray with you right now. Father, just would you meet everybody that's watching this? If someone needs to say yes to you, Jesus, I pray they would do it right now in their hearts in their thinking, in their lives. Just say, I want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ with all that I am. I trust that you died on the cross for me, that you give me forgiveness of sins through that, through that sacrificial death, and that you are raised again to live in life forever, and I get to participate in that life with you. Thank you, Lord. And I want to just encourage you, just as we're just wrapping this service up today, receive Jesus as the triumphal king who brings peace. Receive him into your personal life. Receive him in your family. Do it together. The, have that conversation so that you're, you're doing it together. Husbands and wives, do that. Receive Jesus as the king and the Lord who brings peace on this Palm Sunday. Amen. Love you guys so much and just speak the blessing of heaven. May you be ones who pray. May you be ones who praise. May you be ones who know his peace and he is the focus of your life. May you know him that way. I love you guys so much. May you walk as kingdom people this week in the name of Jesus. Amen.